Yo, it's your boy Lim Houston again, live and on the scene on that podcast known as Nosy in the CLT. That's Charlotte, North Carolina and surrounding. It's always a beautiful time here in Charlotte because there's just so many things to do. Right now we've got NASCAR race, uh, NASCAR race going on. We got football not here in the city, but we are a live and bustling city. Don't anybody tell you differently. Love it. That's right, we are in Charlotte. Whoop, whoop. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed my last podcast, which my take was on can you really be in love with two people? Can is it possible to actually give full unadulterated love, not lust, to two people? My take is pretty hard to do. You know, you heard all my reasons why. I just think that loving one woman in my case is hard enough, let alone trying to divvy up that energy and and actually love or be in love with two people. Just tough to do, tough to do, to navigate through all that. But today, today I'm going to talk about something that I've seen as a growing trend in our area. Now, our area, like I said, has so many things to do. And what's one of the biggest booming things going on right now? The growing number of breweries. I hate saying that word because it sounds like I got some stuff in my mouth. But anyway, breweries, they're growing and growing and growing in the area. All these breweries from one of the newer ones called Middle James, which I will be doing cardio funk on Tuesdays at 630 at Middle James Brewery. It's right there in Pineville, right off of South Boulevard. Then you've got all these other breweries all the way through Charlotte and then leading all the way up through Cornelius area. And it's it's fascinating to me how all these breweries are popping up and, and a lot of them are doing very, very well. Like Sycamore Brewery, Old Mac, all those breweries doing very, very well. It'd be very interesting to see, is this trend here to stay? Or will there be some of these that can't survive because you know I used to do cardio funk at Three Spirits Brewery um, <clears throat> excuse me up until about March and they had to shut their do- their doors after three years of operation because it was just so expensive to operate and in the location that they were in which was right off of Old Pineville Road it didn't draw enough traffic. Now, a lot of these other breweries are in high traffic areas, so I get it. Some some of them should, the payoff should be there, right? Because most of those breweries are open at least six days a week, um, and some of them not six days a week, because I currently right now do uh, Cardio Funk on Wednesday at Red Clay Cider Works, and from what I can tell, on a Wednesday night, is really not that busy with regular patrons. Thus, in turn, they enjoy and um, are so happy to have us there at Three Spirits Brewery because after we work work out so hard at Cardio Funk, hey, we gotta get paid. It's gotta pay off. We don't just work out just to be working out. We work out so that we can eat whatever we want, right? <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. But it is fun to have that environment. So what I've seen, and I've talked a long time in a podcast far, far removed from anything recent, I talked about my disdain for going to some breweries because they're so dog friendly and you got all these chattering dogs and it's not a comfortable thing 
to sit through. It's more aggravating and brings anxiety to me as a person who doesn't even own a pet. But I I just don't see how people feel comfortable bringing their pet when people don't really control their pets like they should. And I'm sure there's been plenty of dog fights that have happened at some of these breweries, but they still allow it to happen. But not only is it now dogs, now I have started going to some other breweries that didn't have pets or they weren't allowed inside, okay? Because some breweries allow pets inside, and I don't get all that either, but... um, if they want to be outside, I get that. Inside, to me, is just, I don't like that. Anyway, so I go to a couple, couple comfortable breweries, including the new one now, uh, Middle James Brewing uh, Company, and it is comfortable in there. Very, very comfortable. But here's the growing trend. Now they're becoming kid-friendly. Uh, pump, pump, pump the brakes. A brewing company, a place that serves as their primary thing, beer, is embracing families and kids at a brewery. Am I the only insane person that thinks that is probably the worst idea ever? Why in the hell are you cool with having kids at a brewery, not a restaurant, a brewery. And I have even seen at Boatyard Eats up in Cornelius, where Boatyard Eats is a restaurant during the day leading into the night. But after around nine o'clock, it becomes a full-fledged bar party area for adults. And people have had their kids out after nine o'clock, cold chilling with the kids with all the adults, and now it's not just restaurant time. It is clubbing time. They've got live bands a lot of the times. The environment is meant for adults. Why are we bringing kids to adult environments, especially the breweries? To me, there's a time and a place for everything. Like, I get it. You know, you want to go hang out with other families and get a cold beer or whatever and drink responsibly. And, you know, you you don't want to get a babysitter for it. I understand that. But to me here, I'm a differentiate between Boatyard Eats and the breweries. At least I can jive with it at Boatyard Eats because it is a primarily a restaurant before nine o'clock. It doesn't really turn into a club till after nine. Now, if you got your kids at Boatyard Eats after nine o'clock, I have a big problem with that. I don't think that children should be privy to seeing some of the things that adults do and some of them who are adults, but after they've had a few drinks in them, they get carried away, okay? And take it from me, a person that when I get around my friends and we're drinking or playing cornhole or stuff at the breweries, My mouth is not G-rated. It is a borderline X because I'm just flinging away because I'm I'm supposed to be around adults. But one time there was this gathering, this graduation party that I went to earlier this summer. And we were out, you know, pretty relatively late. It was evening time going into nighttime. So in the summertime, you're talking about 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. 
there's still little kids around, but I'm playing cornhole and I'm dropping the F-bomb and all this stuff, talking to my adult counterparts. And some guy was offended that I used cuss words because his kids were there. And I and I simply said, they're not supposed to be here. And that was my attitude to, to it. And it still is. You should not have your kids out partying with you after nine o'clock. I'm sorry. Call me old school. Yes, I believe in a time and a place. Just like I don't believe that you should wear shorts to church. I just think there are certain customary things that show respect or that say, hey, this is meant for this. There are plenty of um, bars, I mean, um, restaurants that after certain time, it's more club time atmosphere. Okay, so you've been uptown. I've been uptown and been to um, Dandelion Market. Now, that's a place that's a restaurant open to everybody. But come around 10 o'clock, they, if you go upstairs, you know, the big table looks like a big king's table. They raise that sucker up because it's party time. How are parents who bring their kids to Boatyard Eats and breweries not aware that they're not supposed to, it's not cool to have your kid there after 9 o'clock? It's party time. It's adult party time. I don't get it. I will never get it. And and if, and if to me, if you're wanting to party, then you should get a babysitter. Okay, Uber down, Uber back, have the babysitter waiting there at your house, or you drop them off at the babysitter's house, whatever. That's responsible parenting to me. I don't think it's responsible to be a parent drinking beer with your kid and having one in a car, not a car seat. What do you call that thing? Like that. A baby's seat with you or a two-year-olds or four-year-olds running around intermingling with, with adults after nine o'clock getting in the way of adult action after nine o'clock i'm all for restaurants serving food to everybody up until a certain time but when the restaurant really stops and it's more of about the party and in the bands and the music and the drinking don't people have a clue that that doesn't even aesthetically look well as for you as a parent? I would look at somebody and kind of just, I don't think, where, where are your parenting skills? Where, you don't have the wherewithal to notice your surroundings and notice the vibe changing. Am I wrong for that? That's how I feel. How do you feel? How, how does it feel for you when you're going as an adult ready to let loose and not be around kids. And see, here's the other thing. They're infringing on my right of adult entertainment because they have their kids there. I've seen it. I've heard, even heard about it where kids are running around the wait staff who are trying to serve drinks to people almost having, getting tripped over or almost bumping into one of the kids. And I'm thinking, get control of yourself. Take these kids out of here. Go home. Go home. I don't understand how it's not a huge liability for the establishment. But think about it. Your kid could get mauled accidentally because these wait, the wait staff or the bartenders and stuff like that are kind of flying in and out to try to help people get drinks. And you're here past nine o'clock with your kids at Boatyard Eats. Now, that to me 
is insane. But what's even worse is when I'm at the brewery, the brewery, not too far from Boatyardies. I can't remember it now, but it's right off of, um, is it 21 or 115? No, it's 21. Yeah, it's off of Highway 21. And for that graduating party, I'm seeing like, like I give you the examples, just small kids. And I, at first, it, you know, we got there around 6, 30, 7 o'clock. So no big deal. But after a certain time, when it's getting dark and I'm playing cornhole and I've had about three or four uh, cider drinks in me prior to that, had already I wasn't driving. So prior to that, um, I may have had a drink or so. And I'm thinking, I'm not even paying attention anymore to whether or not kids are around because it's dark time. It just automatically, I equate a brewery just like I would a bar. You wouldn't bring the, the kids to Dandelion Market at 10 o'clock or be there at 9, 9 o'clock. Would you? Would it be appropriate for your kid to be eating at the bar or near the bar or when the environment turns into adult party time? You know, I know that I, it's not, I'm saying nine o'clock and you might be thinking nine o'clock is a little early. Nobody really adult wise starts partying at nine o'clock. Well, I do because I'm old and I like to be in the bed by midnight or less. <laughs> oh, man. So that's just my take on that spin. I mean, you give me some of the feedback that you feel. Do you feel it's appropriate to have children at a brewery at any time, whether it's day or night? Um, do you feel that certain establishments that turn into a party atmosphere that folks should still have their kids there during that time frame it just seems to me be to that's just the most obvious thing that you would not do all right so we got lots to cover we covered a lot there i hope you send me some of your feedback because i like to hear what people think i mean and i and i can't and I, i don't claim to know everything but it just something didn't feel right with it doesn't feel right at all in my heart, in my mind, for kids to be out that late at party places or in breweries at all. But they're opening it up to the everybody. So I know, and, and I know for the establishment, let me backtrack before we skip over to football. I know that these establishments are doing that as a means to draw in revenue. Because if if they make it family friendly, if they got decent food, and uh, even though it is a brewery, they're wanting to, especially Middle James Brewing Company, be inclusive of families. And it's harder to not down there because your primary target market group are going to be families. And so you, by having a no kid rule after, I still think that there should be a no kid rule after a certain time. If you're going to open it up to kids at a brewery that after nine o'clock, they can't, it, it's 21 and up. You know, I mean, that that's what that's that's me personally. But I understand why they don't if they don't do it that way, because, of course, you want to make money in all of this. And that brewery is probably one of the very few that are on that side of town. So they're definitely trying to capitalize on it. It's a beautiful place, by the way. If you have not gone to Middle James Brewery, go there, check it out. It oversees the driving range. It's got a cool inside. I posted a. Um, a video, I think about a week, a little over a week ago, 
to advertise that that's where we're going to be doing cardio funk the owners are awesome people i hear the food is great i can't wait to taste it but check out metal james brewing company now we're going to transition into football and what how exciting has it been to have football hear it um watch it see it you know you guys know i'm more of a college football fan but i love football all the way around in college football, Clemson almost got beat yesterday. Can you believe? I, I, and the thing is, I was so mad at Mac Brown and his coaching staff for trying to run the quarterback to get your two-point conver- conversion. You know that Clemson is way too strong up front and fast. I would think that you would at least want to get your tallest tight end or our wide receiver and just throw it up and have them play 50-50 ball against a shorter corner. Why wouldn't you do that? Like, why wouldn't you have something draw? Not running the quarterback who is not going to be nearly as fast as any of the um, DBs or even other linebackers on Clemson's team. That was a stupid play. But that should probably drop Clemson at least a notch uh, uh, as far as being number one. I would think that they would re- shuffle this up first of all i know priest uh, these these rankings right now don't really matter they don't hold water they don't tell you who's going to be in the top four or in the championship series or anything like that but it is kind of a it's kind of stupid how they do have clemson one i think it was alabama two georgia three and i i want to say ohio state four or maybe it was lsu four because there's there, there, then there, who's left out of that top four? And I'm only just talking the top four. When I look at the schedule that's been played, Auburn has been playing the toughest schedule up to this point. Why aren't they number one when they're undefeated? Because Alabama and Clemson, I would take those two out until they play some. Now Clemson did play Texas A&M, so I, I could see them rocking a fourth spot. There is no way that to me Auburn and LSU have definitely played harder teams this thus far they should be one and two and then I would look at Ohio State and then Georgia to me Georgia they they did play pretty well at Notre Dame and it was you know it was a home game but was is Notre Dame tougher than I don't know Texas A&M or Texas, you know, that's who LSU play was Texas. So anyway, I guess it really doesn't matter right now, but I think there's just so much favoritism given to Alabama and Clemson just from prior stuff, from showing up being the final two, like the last four or five years. And that isn't, has nothing to do with their strength of schedule now and who they played and beat or barely beat. That's okay. It all work itself out. Now we got the NFL today, which the Panthers go on the road and they're playing the Texans. Now, I look at this game as being a very pivotal game for the Panthers um, and making a statement that we there is life after Cam. Now, if Kyle Allen comes in there and manages even some resemblance of what he did last week and they pull off a win, it's going to make that that decision and once cam becomes quote unquote healthy if you know because that's all relative he's healthy for two games and then he's hurt 30 years old getting older bodies taking a punishment over these years 
it's almost time for the writing to be on the wall that the Panthers are going to have to start looking in a new direction. And what better direction than the direction you already have? You know, it'd be very, very interesting. I'm not predicting that Kyle Allen is going to just ball out. I hope he does for the sake of us who live here in Charlotte and wanting to have something local to root for. Obviously, I'm a Broncos fan, number one, but 0-3 sucks. That's what the Broncos are, 0-3. We're terrible. Anyway, but the Panthers have a hard game because Deshaun Watson is the real deal. And they've just got so much talent in their offense that, you know, where are you going to stop? Who are you going to stop? You're going to stop the running game? Probably not. Because then that's going to leave their wide receivers, Hopkins, and I forgot his name. Um, so they have such good re- receiving options. You don't want to do that. But then they can run the ball. You know? And then you've got Deshaun Watson, who is a versatile quarterback, dual threat quarterback. So the Panthers' defense are going to have a lot on their hands. Let's just hope uh, the Panthers can play a little bit of ball control, you know, balance the run and the pass game to take time off the clock. That's always, you know, everybody's ideal situation. Just let's see if they can do it. All right. Well, peace out. I am getting out of here. I got to get ready to do cardio funk in about 15 minutes. Yes, I always like to record something on Sunday. Sunday's my best day to get thoughts out. Tell me what you think about having kids at breweries. I want to know your feelings on that. Um, And until I do, I'll be peacing out, signing off, and talk to you all next time. Boom!